Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so you are dating this guy He's nice. He seems a little bit um, boring, I guess. Like he's just, he's not really excited about his life. Um, But then one day he comes home from work and he's like super jazzed up. And he's like, let's go out to dinner. I got to tell you about my day. I'm super excited. So you guys go out and he's like, let me tell you what happened today. I came up with the best idea. I am going to steal rounded off pennies from my mega corporation that I work for and then I'll have lots of money and then we can go out to dinner all the time and you're like that's a crime and he's like no it's so fun plus I destroyed some office equipment my life is going great what do you do this is same day shipping the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. Okay. My concern is above it being a crime is that it seems like a very um, not efficient crime because the pennies. Well, and oh, it's Kelly. even a fraction <laughs> oh, of Kelly. pennies. Kelly, it becomes yeah, a hyper efficient crime. It's one yeah. of the most efficient crimes in it's modern like a cinema. a crime that what? occurs millions of times a day and you have to do literally nothing to collect <laughs> Wait, this money. Wait, what? What's too efficient is what really is the problem. Movie? I don't even know what this is from. Superman 3. <laughs> oh. No, no, it's from Office Space. Oh. Oh. I mean, it was also oh in Superman God. 3. But in Office Space, yes, what they do is they change... They essentially st- they round off the fraction of pennies at the end of every transaction and take that little piece and put it in a separate account. But it's hyper efficient and it happens millions of times. Okay, so wait, very I'm quickly sorry. they steal a ton of money. No, too when much you money. said when you said rounded off pennies, 
<laughs> I thought you meant this man worked in the minting business. And that there were like pennies that were like ruined. Regular? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like just like a little bit of extra copper at the end yes. of the mold. Yeah. Yeah, you know like, how like across this... the street from the Jelly Belly store, <laughs> yes. you can yes, get the, the rounded the off Jelly pennies. <gasps> Did I, I tell like... you about the... Je- oh my, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the Patrick. Jelly Belly store in my hometown. There was a uh, like Jelly Belly distribution plant. Uh, oh, Micah has been there many times yeah, as a child. They're closing. Oh, it's not going to exist. My hometown is going to ha- lack that little piece of like Willy Wonka esque magic. I'm That's sorry. sad. That's really sad. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I know it won't really fill the hole, but you know, there's other ones like, like well, and, Yeah, and I haven't been to Wisconsin in like a decade. So. Yeah, you're close. To, I guess I'm saying we could take a road trip to the other one that's in California, and then you could close your eyes and imagine Wisconsin outside. Yeah, and, if you want, you could like sit in a car with your eyes closed, and then we could like pretend it's a plane, and like every once in a while, like shake the car and be like, "Uh, the the plane is experiencing turbulence. Please take your seat and buckle your seatbelts if you're not uh, standing in the aisles." And then we'll do beverage service. And then, you know, now descending into Wisconsin. I don't know what city it flies into. Probably Milwaukee. Mitchell. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. (laughs) And then we'll pretend that we're in Wisconsin. I've got the best friends. Aww. (laughs) Well, that's the extra mile, you know? (laughs) Okay. So now that I understand what this grift is, I did not. So that's why I was like, this man is collecting like fucked up pennies. (laughs) <laughs> putting them no. god knows where he's not like base. he's collecting money oh he is essentially he's stealing from his company but he's happier than he's ever been before he's filled with life mm-hmm. i mean i am too because fuck the man yeah and and i want that money because they're probably underpaying me or him and like i mean here's the thing i don't feel any loyalty towards a company that i would work for you know what i mean like what yeah. have they done for me so, to me, I'm Hope like... No, em- no potential employers are listening, <laughs> but yeah. Well, no, yeah. it's the people she's worked for in the past. Her next employer? <laughs> so loyal. So loyal. Oh, my God. You will get the best work from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I, To me, I'm like, cool. That's very enterprising. Let's see if we can expand this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. I think once you know, like, I agree, if my SO were to say that to me, I would be like, okay, well now I have to get involved because yeah. you just took away my plausible demi- deniability. Yeah. Right, uh, so what are you going to do? Rude, so let's at least, let's get that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would rather, if if you're dating me and committing some sort of like crime like that, financial crime, uh, just keep it a secret and buy me nice stuff all the time. And you then- ask questions. Yeah, and then we'll get married right uh, when you get arrested so I don't have to testify. That's perfect. Actually, honestly, yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. And then also, right when they, like, make sure that you set everything up so that you can stand to, like, let's do this in California where it's community property state, you know? And then so then you could, like, definitely keep half of that and be like, I didn't even know. Guys, what? Kelly, you went to law school. You you don't get to keep the stolen I know, stuff. It's stolen. Here's so the what you answer do. is really if he really loved you, he would mm-hmm. put the money in a Cayman bank account. Yes, Cayman. I was just gonna say Cayman. Yeah. yeah. Send the money to the Caymans. Still not tell you about it, but then like subtle then like to write a like tell you a story about a guy. His friend and then when, or his somebody friend. Heard. Yeah. Then when he goes to prison, you get all the money from the Caymans and, and you know, you send him cards. 
for his birthday. Yeah, you keep mm-hmm. that commissary full for sure. Yeah, for sure. But get, like, ensure that I get to keep the money when you go to prison. Mm-hmm. Don't just give me like nice. If you buy me presents, all those presents can get taken back. Yeah, they can get seized. Oh. Do you? Do you? What about like? Point... What about like precious metals and stuff like that? That, that can still all... get seized. Okay. Get seized. I I just because it's works. gold doesn't mean it can't okay. get taken. To all be right. fair to you, Colin. You can also hide precious metals under floorboards yeah. of your home. Yeah. So if you start from your significant other, starts giving you nice presents, hide them. Yeah. <laughs> all my minks under yeah. the floorboards. All the minks under the floorboards. <laughs> go go gold standard. Go go back. <laughs> hide all hide all of it underneath the floorboards. And then abscond. I think you yeah. have to just run away to the Caymans, maybe. Or get like a nice uh, money laundering operation. I love a laundromat as a laundry operation because That's it's, it's fun. like, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that way you can just call it one thing and not be lying. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I- got to go to the laundromat. Yeah. I feel like if you're a cop and anyone buys a laundromat ever, that's like the first thing you have to check, though. <laughs> just that's- like, are they having fun with this somehow? <laughs> I've, I've honestly. That's like one, like if I had to, okay, if I had to run a little shop, it would be a used bookstore slash coffee shop, obviously. Cute, cute, cute. But if I had to have a business that I didn't have to have be hands on, laundromat all the all the way. Mm. Yeah. Because I think it's the difference between a bad one and a good one is not that much work on the owner's part. Right. And you can make so much money. Yeah. So. I honestly, or you could go the complete opposite way where mm-hmm. you're just like, fuck it. I don't care how fake this looks. And go the route of the store I accidentally walked into <laughs> one time, which was birds. But Wait, also birds. Wait, birds like the restaurant we've all been to? Yeah, the restaurant. No, 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 no. So selling like birds. <laughs> like exotic also, birds. Yeah. The one well, by my house? they were mostly just parakeets. So okay. parakeets and Dreamcast games. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know there's the place near my house that I think is a front. Oh, Bravo is- Pizza. Gonna say the name Bravo of Pizza. <laughs> Bravo Pizza. <laughs> Here's the thing, and I, it's not to malign the quality of their pizza. Their pizza is fine. Sure, they're, they're they also sell like sub sandwiches. They're also fine. But when you come in to order them, they look so confused yes. that you want food from them. Yes, <laughs> yes. And there's usually like four guys working. I'm like, you got it's a. You should expect me to come for food. And yeah. the food takes an amount of time that leads me to suspect that they send someone to, <laughs> to a different store to purchase a pizza. Well, and every time you walk in, uh, they just start frantically scooping misshapen pennies off the counter into a big <laughs> oh, bag. No! <laughs> oh, Oh, um, my God. And surprise to no one, Bravo has survived. Yeah, the quarantine. they have. They have. And I'm like, I don't know how. But you're still here. Yeah. Oh, I pizza. love Bravo pizza, man. <laughs> Even no, though it's, it's just a front, yeah, it's just a front. But I love it. Whatever. I just love they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. It's yeah. It's also very easy to get to for my house, which I also really like. Mm. Hell yeah! There was a, a place near where I lived in Chicago that was definitely a front. That the only signage out front just said "Tunics by appointment only." Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <Tunics>. <laughs> there was also um, out by the old Nerd Mall. Uh, what was it? Uh, sandwiches and caviar. Oh no! Yes. Books and caviar. Books, books and caviar. caviar. And they had a sign that said sandwiches. Uh-huh. And I remember who was I Did with? Tr- was was I with we you, would, Ryan? When we tried to get water. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was us. And they were like, "Excuse me." <laughs> and they had water. I know they were like, "You want what?" 
<laughs> and they had it. It wasn't like we asked for something they don't have, and they're right. like, "You're crazy." They're like, "You want water?" And we're like, "Yes, like these <laughs> that we found in your store." And then I think we were just like, "Okay, thank you," and left. Oh my! That God. whole block was so bizarre because there was also it was you and I who tried to talk, get our nails done. Get our nails done, yes. and yes. they were like, "What? <laughs> Why would we do that?" Yeah. No. <laughs> and and there were they were like well it'll be like 25 minutes and there were just people just like sitting like not doing anything and i was like what what are they preparing it was a oh. yeah what an experience wow yeah wow those were the days but you know what? that entire block has had to face the music and ah! burnt down wait what wow. what about yeah. burnt down it wait you didn't down. hear about this no. it did but it didn't okay oh i haven't driven by it since i was out of town when it happened so I it have, burned. I have an alibi. The block burned, but Nerd Melt did not burn down. Mm, 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 mm. But it was on fire. Definitely arson. Yeah, because that's going to be condos anyway. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, But wild stuff. But they, it did. It had to face the music. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thing, Kelly. No, no. Please, please. By all means. <sighs> so we're talking face the music ships this week. Yay. <laughs> Because of Bill and Ted 3. Bill and Ted 3. I'm so excited, guys. Me too. It's going to be really fun. I was hoping it would be playing at the drive-in so we could all drive in separate cars and park next to each other and watch it. Oh, that's cute. Uh, But it's going to be on VOD. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is it? Let me ask you this. Is it going to be like the Mulan situation where we need to pay like $30 to watch it? I don't think it's going to be the premium price, but I I think it'll be like, I think it'll be normal VOD prices. Yeah, I don't think anyone owns it for streaming yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we haven't talked about the Mulan thing. Are we doing yeah. it? Uh, what is the Mulan thing? Disney Plus is going to offer Mulan to stream day and date of when it would have been in theaters, but the cost is going to be $30 to stream it. Uh, which oh, makes gotcha. sense for a family of four right. with mm-hmm. children. Is that's you know close to or even a little bit less than you would pay to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. but you know. So the yeah, so I guess the only way to make it uh, efficient for us is one of us pays for it, sends a Venmo request, and then we do like a, a screen share. Yeah, you do. Oh, like screen a, share. Yeah. I was like, are you inviting us over to your home, Colin? <laughs> or I, I will have just, to decline. We can that's just share. not allowed anymore. I you know that's what I was worried over. about. I didn't want to have to tell you I can't come to your house. I'm not allowed. We could just share Disney Plus login because it's it's uh like you own it for as long as you subscribe to Disney Plus. Can, can oh, you, is that oh, true? Really? I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that so actually makes it way better. Is it also a question of like in a month it'll be just free? Probably not one month, but I think probably by twenty sometime in twenty twenty one it will be. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, that's such a bleak idea. <laughs> sometime in twenty twenty one it'll be free. <laughs> sometime in twenty twenty one we will be free. I un- oh, unknown unknown <laughs> unknown. Big Need to say it. unknown. Um. Yeah. I. I think eventually. I didn't know that it would just go into your library. So it's almost like if you bought the DVD. Or, you know, you yeah. bu- you're buying. I thought you were just sort, so it. Sort of, though, because you still need to be subscribed to Disney+. Plus. If your mm-hmm. Disney Plus subscription lapses, then you no longer own the movie. But you paid $30. Yeah. Well, think of it like you bought the DVD, but you're renting the DVD player. Player. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, like, That's think of it like we don't own any of this media anymore. Mm-hmm. And we are just 
subject to the corporate overlords. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to do it. <laughs> I'll probably do it just because, you know, I, I, I've been wanting to see Mulan, yeah. you know, representation matters, blah, yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really want to see, if it was in the theaters and it was a different world uh, where I would go to the theater, I definitely was going to see it in the theaters. And that's like halfway to $30. Yeah. Well, and yeah. like you got to park and get popcorn, whatever. You got to. Sure. I mean, I mean, what are you, you going to could... do? Leave your car on Sunset? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, maybe it's a super late movie. Yeah. So, okay, we're doing so... we're Face doing a the lot Music of ships. Oh, okay, yeah. Does anybody have a Face the Music ship? I got one. Let's hear it. Tell it to us. Did you guys ever see Sing Street? No. Oh, no. my goodness. It's so cute. So, this is a 2016... Um, it's an Irish movie, uh, and an it's, Irish movie. It's an, no, Irish, Irish, an Irish movie, movie. Um, and it's about uh, a young man named Connor who like lives at home with his parents and his older brother, and his older brother is like a cool older brother, but in the way where he like doesn't have a job and all he does is like watch music videos and uh, talk about records and stuff all day long. So it's like. There, there's an ennui behind the eyes of the older brother. He didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't become the rock star he always dreamed he would be, but he still is like he looks up to his Connor looks up to his brother. Um, so he transfers to a new private school and he's going through like the growing pains, trying to make friends, stuff like that. It's a very coming of agey thing. Oh, and this all takes place during the eighties, and there is this girl who stands on her stoop every morning and just smokes cigarettes as the kids are all walking into school every day. And Connor decides, like, okay, I'm, like, I love her. I have to, you know, I have to convince her that I'm great. And on the advice of his brother, which is that, like, musicians are sexy and, uh, like, all the birds love musicians and you got to be a rock star... He walks up to her one day, announces that his band is shooting a music video, and he wants her to be in it. And she's like, yeah, that's cool. I'll do that. Um, And then he turns around, and he goes to his new friend, and he's immediately like, okay, we have to start a band. And (laughs) then the movie becomes this hilarious adventure of him, like, going around it's like very much like the commitments or any sort of montage thing where you like find the unlikely heroes with hidden musical talent and you but it's great because it's all about him like listening to records and watching different videos and like sort of rediscovering who his like image is and then Anne uh becomes his muse and he starts like writing all these songs about her and she starts like falling for him a little bit But there's this like just general Irish sadness the whole time (laughs) where they, you know, they want to they want to get out. There's like there's nothing for us in this town. Long story short, Connor uh, and Anne decide that the only way they're going to make it in this world is if they steal a boat, sail it to London. She can pursue her modeling career and he's going to become the songwriter that. uh that he knows he can be. And that's how it ends. They get a fucking boat 
and they just ride it off into a storm. Oh, that's cool. It's really fucking cool. And into like, a they, storm is that's dark. It's really scary. So it's like it's going really well the first like thirty seconds that they're uh-huh. uh, on the boat about to experience their new lives, and then this horrible storm blows in, and like the movie's really good. You honestly think they could be fucking drowned, uh, but they they make it. They make it all the way to London, and I I just you know realistically. Young kids, they're like 16, 17. Are they going to be together forever? Probably not, but I hope they I hope they find some more loves and just the pursuit of art fulfills them and they uh they have a wonderful life in London being uh creative bohemians. Yeah, and they gave each other that like they gave each other that escape. Mhm. Which is cool. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very sweet. I like that. Yeah, thanks. It's a good movie. I like the escaping the hometown element of it, too. That's cool. <laughs> just like personally or? just Yeah, just like personally. <laughs> Look, there's not even a Jelly Belly factory there anymore. Oh, I'm oh, so sorry. Poor Patrick. Poor Patrick. <laughs> Could you imagine like <laughs> the fucking um, economic hardship that your town is going to face now that the Jelly Belly factory is closed? Like. <laughs> <laughs> just bread lines dude People well, clutching and like, their fucking hats there's the like streets. this part in sing street where they're like the thing that gets them to leave they're like and there's uh there's not even a jelly belly factory here anymore <laughs> and then they're like we've got to go yeah dad's at home all day just drinking because he can't oh. <laughs> yeah. without his job at the jelly belly factory that actually did happen when the chrysler plant closed oh really sad. oh yeah that's sad, sad, sad. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. 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 Real sad. Good ship, though, Kyle. Good ship. So sad. Great ship. So sad. <laughs> um, who else has got a uh, uh, face the music ship? I, I got one. one. Oh, go oh, ahead. You Kelly. go. You go. You go. All right. I'll go. Um, have you guys seen the movie Airheads? Yeah. Yes. Have I? I don't think I've seen that. Adam Sandler. Oh, yes, yes, Brendan yes. Fraser, I have Steve Buscemi. Yeah. They're a band. I, I'm aware of the cover of the film but uh, not it's called airheads because they are into playing guitar a lot well Wait, they really? also want to get on the air and they get on oh that's why it's called airheads yeah i never for real? really got why it was called airheads yeah they're a band uh they're okay. the lone rangers um and they've been they're in like you know late 80s early 90s uh la and they've been like playing the strip and like really grinding away for a real long time um and they're not getting any traction they're just like we just need to get our single played on the radio. Uh, and so the way that they uh, try to get this to happen is that they uh, take fake guns to a radio station, hold it hostage, and make them play their, their demo on the air. Except the demo, like the tape gets eaten and like all this shit happens. Um, so it takes them like a really long time to, to get the thing played. Uh, and they have all these various misadventures uh, while going through this. But the uh, radio DJ that they take hostage is played by Joe Montaigne, and his name is Ian the Shark, and he is like an aging L.A. rock guy, right? Um, who like doesn't care about like hair metal, and like that's all that he can play now. But like you know, he hates it and just like misses the sixties and the seventies and shit. Um, and his station manager is named Milo, uh, and he's played by Michael McKeon. Um, 
and the station manager is going to turn the radio station from like a hard rockin it's it's KPPX in LA um he's going to change it from this like hard rockin uh radio station to an easy listening station uh the rain there's a great point in the movie uh when uh the shark is uh on the air and he's like uh starting monday we're going easy listening um, <laughs> i love it um but uh milo and ian hate each other uh like you know ian like still fancies himself like uh, a genuine rock dude and like milo you know is just like a bougie like music industry guy yeah um, he's the suit he's definitely the suit he's got like the the ponytail and everything like perfect michael mckeon right um and uh at the at the end of the movie Ian is managing the Lone Rangers uh, from jail, right? Like they're in jail because they <laughs> they held up the uh, the radio station, um, and so like his his career's back on track. But like I, I want him to like start up. This is where like I have to go into like uh, you know make believe canon, right? Um, mm-hmm. That he like gets a new radio gig and is just playing like you know hard rock and stuff, and is like found his groove again with like. Uh, you know, 90s rock and, you know, Milo's still doing like his easy listening stuff and they like develop a ongoing like radio rivalry and like they push each other to be better and like they still hate each other, but like they also sort of love competing with each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. That's my ship. Those two guys. Is it uh, is it a romantic ship? Do they do they eventually come to overcome their differences and, and get carnal? Uh, yeah, I mean, I you get would think carnal. so, right? Like that. Let's get carnal. That like they they go they go back and forth in like the radio ratings, whatever that means. And like, oh yeah, and like okay. one of them storms into the other one's office, like across town, and is like, oh, you motherfucker, yeah. and then yeah, like okay. you know, knocking stuff off the desk oh, and pressing against the wall and yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, how about this? What if uh, I don't know if the timeline works? So Ian uh actually he starts like this underground like rock and roll podcast and it's one of those like six hour long podcasts where it's just him like every day he's just playing rock and roll music and um this is just uh, being a radio dj he's just being a radio (laughs) dj but he's like completely independent he's doing it from his garage no one has anything to say he's mark maron yes exactly or joe Um, oh jesus or kevin smith or ricky gervais back then but okay And Milo, realizing the shift in the market, he pivots from being like a radio corporate guy to buying up uh, podcast companies. And yes. he ends up acquiring Ian's, uh, mm. Ian's product. And so now they're forced back together after all these years to, to reignite their hatred for one another. And it leads to getting carnal. That's good. And, you know, Milo doesn't care about, like, all, all he wants is to be selling the successful product. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's not, he has no allegiance to easy listening music. Mm-hmm. So, right. like, uh, because Milo's built up this fan base, like, they're good to work together. Cool. Like it. It's going to um, be cont- I feel like it's it asks a lot. I feel like Joe Montagna is really compromising the things that he believes in <laughs> to even touch this man. He's a shill, Patrick. <laughs> he's a shill he's, he's worked a with him for so suit. long there's Come nothing on. inside sometimes Look, it feels can, good to sell out it does feel good oh. to sell out a and b oh that's what the milo movie says ends with no one selling out and you're like what if he did sell out and <laughs> <left it? laughs> 
and liked it. Oh my god, are you like secretly like a right right wing? Like, okay, first of all, the movie does not end with no one selling out. the The Lone Rangers like sign a record contract; they sell out. Yeah, they sell out. No, they, they get what they. That was their goal. Was to get a record contract. So the goal was to sell out. The goal oh. was to sell out. But yes. if they were, oh, oh I need to watch this movie. But it's, fu- it's fun. I, I as really far as like we it. Tell they didn't compromise their art. I mean, all we ever heard from the Lone Rangers was the was the single. Well, and that I yeah. thought part of, and I got to rewatch it. But my memory is like part of the conceit is they're not that good. Like the reason they haven't succeeded is not because anyone's holding them back. They're delusional. I mean, oh. I think but then that- they're able to succeed because they become famous for committing crimes. Oh, this might just. This just might be like a how I see the world thing, but I didn't read that at all. Okay, I, okay, I need to watch this in all reports. I was like, oh no, they deserve everything. They deserve <laughs> the world. I mean, well, I, I assume that they because the the movie makes a big deal about there being like a million other bands that play the Sunset Strip that are just like them. So like, I don't know if it's that they're bad so much unremarkable. as unremarkable. Well, just that like there are only only so many. You know, not everyone succeeds. Yeah, there's a lot what of a lot this... of rock bands. In 1994. So, like, I, maybe it was Ryan Mogi watching this, being like, uh, "Nirvana is cool. Heavy metal is lame." So here's the so thing. So I may the... have been bringing stuff. That's what I'm no, saying. I yeah. may have been bringing like my understanding of like heavy metal as like a dated, especially then a dated kind of music. It would be like if somebody was like super into um, Gangnam Style right now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's I, I feel like the uh, this movie came out like five years too late. Like it was almost certainly a screenplay that someone had written, like that had been kicking around for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. But I guess it, with the coloring of like the the band is like five years too late. Like that's kind of that's kind of fun too. Like except there's a maybe- whole scene like that. Like that's all the radio station plays. Yeah, but that shit's still on the radio today. That's a great point. Yeah, don't you listen to 95.7, Gangnam Style. <laughs> the, the station ID is Gangnam, Gangnam Style. style. <laughs> I just play it 24-7. that song over and over. Uh... <laughs> is it time for me to listen to that song again? I mean, it was a banger. I'm... <laughs> I mean, I need to hear it again. I feel like I look forward to like hearing it and not picturing the dance because I think if you did yeah. picture the dance, you could dance to it in your own way naturally. That could be really fun. Also, you but know I what? Feel like you'd want to dance like a horse, and that's yeah. How long can you do that? And like, I think that the thing that made it especially like time for it to move on for me was like the average person being like, "I'm gonna make a Gangnam Style video where I'm dancing," and I'm like, "I don't." I don't need you to do it, too. I can fit you in between my mannequin challenge and ice bucket challenge. Oh, my God. Guys, it's let's so- do those again. No. Mannequin was fun. It, we'd be so cold. Yeah. I, I would love to be cold right now. Yeah. I mean, it is. we are in the middle of a terrible heat wave. Yeah. Fuck this city and its stupid heat wave. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Kelly, do you have a face the music ship? Yes. <laughs> okay, it is from the movie Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. If you have not seen this movie, it is so good. There are some things about it that I'm like, okay, like maybe we don't need a mammy character, whatever, whatever, whatever. But this movie, if you're not familiar, it is a musical um, from, I think, the early 80s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. 
starring Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. Dolly Parton plays Ms. Mona. She is the proprietor, the like mama of a whorehouse in Texas. Uh, for being a movie called Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, there is absolutely no machismo in it. Like Burt Reynolds is like very silly. And like there's like literally a scene where he's like embarrassed to be wearing like a little like thong thing for her and like is hiding under the covers and she's trying to like reveal it. It's it's a very like uh, Dom DeLuise plays a very funny character of this like investigative reporter slash like definitely a preacher like a televangelist type guy. Okay. Um, This seriously guys like if you have not seen this movie see this movie it is so it's so good except i would want to change the ending okay so in the movie uh uh dolly parton is running this whorehouse she is in this relationship with burt reynolds who is the sheriff of the town now everyone in the town loves the whorehouse and they love ms mona because ms mona is like She's just a good person. Like she's charitable. She's friendly. She's not. She's Dolly Parton. She's basically Dolly Parton. Yeah. And there's a couple of original songs in in this that are added to this, uh, the filmed version of this musical written by Dolly Parton. Most notably, "I Will Always Love You," which was later covered by Whitney Houston. Uh, Dolly got a Golden Globe nomination for her per, uh, performance in this movie, uh, and she's very good. She's very, very, very good in this movie. Um. There is a part at the end. So so basically, um, Dom DeLuise's character is this like <laughs> exposing corruption journalist. It's not clear what he does. He has a very like televangelist type of vibe where okay. he has like all these backup dancers and singers that are dressed in cowboy outfits that like sing along with him when he's singing about getting rid of this whorehouse. So he goes and he's he's going to shut down the whorehouse and he keeps like rev- like uh showing all the like sin and morality and basically it's like uh feminists and modern people that are on the side of keeping the the whorehouse open and traditionalists that want to close it down and basically uh burt reynolds keeps trying to go and like convince the uh the government uh the state of texas to keep it open but basically they they lose out on it and and the whorehouse has to be closed and um then Dolly and uh, Burt Reynolds, like she kind of goes up to Burt Reynolds and she's like, um, she sings, I will always love you. And so she's basically, he's like, marry me. And she's like, no, you want to run for Senate. Like, that's just not going to work. Like, I ha- have to deal with my own stuff. And then she goes to leave with the uh, with her housekeeper, Jewel, who is kind of a mammy character. So in my rewriting, we would change this. Uh and she goes to go, quote, up north and just do something else. And then Burt Reynolds is going to go run for Senate. And then and then he says, you know what? No, I'm going to take you with me. I love you. That's what I said. And I'm going to be with you. And then so he ends up being with her. And then she, I guess, like no longer runs her business. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and then that's the, the happy ending. And then she's just like right? left there. But and the I'm business like, is shut down before she. Yes. She doesn't. Yeah. So it's, it's not, done. It's not like she leaves he, her business to go. Right. She's she's. She has nothing. She has nothing. Like it she is might like, as well sing like "I Have Nothing," the Whitney Houston song. Yeah, yeah. And he and when he comes in to like see her, like the windows are boarded up, like everything's gone. All the girls have left. It's it's a really interesting like sex positive movie, mm-hmm. and 
literally like there's this whole scene is which is one of my favorite scenes it's of um there's this tradition where like the winners of like this uh of of like texas a&m versus whatever for football whoever wins like the team gets to go visit the whorehouse and the performance that occurs is the least like gender norm of like you know traditional gender norms the least masculine thing like they're like dancing nude i mean there's like lots of butt in the showers like doing like flips and shit and they're like we're gonna go (laughs) to the whorehouse and it's it's so amazing um it's it's very funny like then they're bus like breaks down so then they all pile into this like old truck with this like old guy driving and they're all like one mile till we get to the whorehouse and it's like very (laughs) it's very funny um so how i would rewrite this uh is that she said because i do think that like burt reynolds does really love dolly parton in this you know like his character the sheriff loves ms mona i do think that however like I know that he's not taking her away from the whorehouse because like it's already gone and he tried to protect it and everything. But I would like for her to continue doing her business. So this is a little sad, but I think what I would rather have is that she sings, I will always love you. And he is like sad, but his dream always was to be a Congress guy or Mm -hmm. Senator or whatever. So he goes and does that. And I think she and Jewel go, quote, up north and she starts a new business and it's like better than ever before. But I, the thing, because I and think like they just break up. Yeah, I think they break up. And I think maybe. That, wow, Kelly. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But I think the, the ship that I have is the is what I want is for Ms. Mona and Jewel to become co-proprietors of this establishment. Um. And I know that that's like very sad because I do actually ship Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds in this, Um, both like as characters and as actors, because it seems like they were having a lot of fun just as friends like shooting this. Um, Well, and those are two fucking balls of charisma, too. Yes. All right. They're great. All right. Kelly, what if the up north they move to is Nevada? Uh Uh-huh. She opens a legal whorehouse. Yeah. And then he runs for... Congress mm-hmm. of the district that has legal uh, prostitution. And I think she, that works too. So I think, she and Jules get to run their place. Yeah. He gets to have his political career and, and no one has to lie about it. Like, you know, yeah. there's no secrets. Yeah. And and you, if you guys had, like, I love that. I love that. And truly, like, and this is the other thing that I really love about this movie. Like, it just seems very progressive for being in the in the 70s or 80s or whatever 1982 uh, 1982 so like there's a there's a part where they get in an argument and she so basically he like hangs out with this woman in town and like hangs out with her and her kid and then sleeps with dolly parton okay and is in love with dolly parton but he has never slept with this woman in town um in three years. and Oh, she's like the beard. She's the respectable yes. face for the townspeople to see. Well, then they get into this big argument because Dolly doesn't think that he's... Because he's like, you need to shut down. And she's like, how could you ask me to do that? This is my livelihood. Uh, because the, the state is going to shut her down. And she says to him, you're just pretending at everything. And you're never going to get 
you're just like a nobody sheriff in a nobody town. And like you're pretending at everything. You're using me to be your mistress. You're using that woman in town to be your fake wife so you can play husband. And you're using that little boy so you can play daddy. And he is like, holy, like he gets so mad. And then he says something that you, that he, they're so good at acting in this scene. He says, <laughs> well, you know what? It's better than being a whore. And then, you know, the moment it comes out of his mouth, he has tears in his eyes. Oh. And then she gets tears in her eyes and she just turns away. And he just like stares at her about to cry and then leaves. And the fact that like a leading man is fucking crying. Yeah. In this, like, it's so good. Seriously, guys. Because he said this. something he didn't want to say. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. And like truly like for the pure homoeroticism that occurs throughout the entire movie, like I truly recommend this movie. It's so <laughs> and the intense choreography that it's like it's so good, except for the mammy stuff. Like I would want I would want Jewel to be more of a character rather than like advice giver slash mm. like supporter to do- like, I would have liked her to be, you know, like more more of a character at, and like more have a little more agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, like that turn that you took, Kelly, where it's like, uh, like honestly, some of the best acting I've ever seen, and like so horny. This movie is horny as fuck, you guys. You gotta tune it, in. It is. It's horny, but not in the. It's horny in a musicals way, which is like the best. It's there's just well, sometimes, sometimes horny musicals. Okay. Awful. Okay. Not in the way of like, can you believe how subversive we're being? <laughs> but more in like the look, titties and man butts are going to be out, but also we're doing splits all the time. Like, <laughs> it's like that. You guys, like, I fucking love this movie. And Dom DeLuise is so fucking funny. There's this, okay, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll shut up in a second. There's a scene where he's like talking about how fake it is. Uh, and like, like everybody, he's like, uh, his thing is like consumer advocate. Like that's his role. It's very confusing about what he does. But he's like, you know, these companies, they try and sell you on one thing and then they're they're cheating and lying you on the other. And he is like, in the meantime, like putting on a putting on a corset, like stuffing a sock in his pants, like while he's doing <laughs> saying this. It's so fucking funny. And his his wig is so weird and funny. It's so good. <laughs> Seriously, watch this movie. It's it, it's fucking it, awesome. Spot of sunshine. Aw. So anyway, her, I think the Ryan caveat is what I ship. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. All no, it's. I mean, your very sad ending is also good. It is very sad. They're different movies. They're different movies. Oh, oh! Can I just say one more thing? Yeah. Can I? Can I, can I say, yeah. Just, uh, about no, uh, we're not nope, recording this on, on tape. <laughs> you can talk okay. for another ten minutes if you want. Okay. There's okay, okay. nothing stopping you. We love. We love to hear you happy. Okay. Th- there's one more thing. Like, there's like a line that's so good. So basically, like, right? Like, what happens is that the the whorehouse no longer exists. And um, there is a, a voiceover that's because like the way it's portrayed is very like storybook with voiceover sometimes like there's like still images that then pop into action and there's like voiceover mm. being like and then the you were <laughs> kind of like the sting kind of like Bonanza. A bit. or it's a little bit like the sting. I don't know the sting. OK. Yeah. It's a little bit like the sting. So um, then there's a part where they're like so. Texas got what it wanted um, uh, while they like, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember it specifically, but it's like Texas got what it wanted. Um, oh, oh, oh so, so, so it's like the the whorehouse had to be boarded up and closed. And that's all like a very sad story for for the girls that lived there and for Ms. Mona. But Texas got what it always wanted, which was a legend. 
And it's like that critique of like the amount of like mythos that like the South puts into um, like they'd rather have mythos than like rights. Yeah, sure. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it, that I was like, oh, my God, like this movie. I could not <laughs> believe this movie. So anyway, that's 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 all I have to say about it. Watch this movie. Um, that's great. Uh, uh, and I, I've, I've never seen this movie before, but now I really, really want to. Um, I'm, I'm on the I Will Always Love You Wikipedia page because mm-hmm. um, the song was originally released in 1974 and then re-recorded for this movie in 82 and then, of course, Whitney Houston right. in 92. Um, this song has had a, a crazy journey. The This page, the Wikipedia page just goes on and on. Everyone's recorded this song. I mean, as they should, it's a very good song. It's yeah. a great song. It's a really good song. Oh, and Dolly's performance while she's singing it. Oh, I was crying. Have you watched those videos of the two brothers listening to music? Oh, my God. Yes. They love Dolly. They love Dolly. They love Joe. So like Jolene blew their minds. But then they also listened to all the Whitney Houston Always Love You. And they're both just like, what? <laughs> it's amazing. They can't yes. handle it. Yes. I've only um, seen the Phil Collins one. Oh, there's a whole world, dude. All right. All right. Yeah. Whole... I'll, get, I'll get into it. <laughs> um, you need to see him. Uh, the, the One of the brothers is by himself for one. When he first he sees uh the live performance uh by queen of somebody to love which is a very good but he is like it's it's very good like that one's really good the jolene one's really good code of many colors is good too but a whole world for you a whole world (laughs) i love it (laughs) dolly parton's so good they call her dolly p (laughs) dolly Dolly P! p yeah I mean, she's amazing. She's a, like, yeah, I was literally OK. I don't think I'm doing well because the other day I got misty thinking about the fact that she's going to die someday. Why would you do that? I Kelly? don't know. Why would you say that? I and don't you know. Said that so we could all think about it. I don't yeah, know. Keep that shit to yourself. Kelly. I'm sorry. I just think that she's like truly perfect and yes, can do this no is wrong. Why it's going to be so sad. Stop ah, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you seen Dumplin? Yes. Oh, soundtrack. Yes. So good. Yes, 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 yes. It's very, very, very good. Also, we record these in advance, so if she has died in the meantime. (laughs) What the fuck? It's Kelly's fault. Um, And she's sorry, I think. Oh, my God. Uh, I feel sick. This is like, what, four weeks out? Shut. Oh, Oh, wow. Protect Dolly. (laughs) She's fine. If you're anywhere near Dolly Parton, you... I mean, I'm sure this is the standard operating, uh, but fucking, you lay your life down for her. Absolutely. You must protect Dolly. Kelly. I'm sorry. Mogi, can you fucking save us from this fucking miserable shit? (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, I'll try to keep it tight. Um, Because, okay, so the first, I could almost convince, okay, so Face the Music is this theme. I almost convinced myself to do this one ship, but then I realized I don't fucking ship this and I don't know what I was thinking. Okay, <laughs> so okay, so face the music. I love the like idea and I feel like it's a motif in literature, but like of two people like who love each other, like going into the next chapter of their lives, like facing the future, you know, united together, maybe even holding hands. And so like visual, I was like, where's that visual that's in my head of that? And I was like, 
poking around and Googling <laughs> trying to find it. Just and Googling I... two people holding hands <laughs> fiction. Yes. It was it's not like a easy. lot of stock photo sites. Well, and then I ended up in a, in like the most obvious place, which is a place where literally a, cu- a couple are holding hands and open a door and walk through it together. But I don't actually. And then I was like, maybe I do ship it in this one moment. I'm so, so then curious I rewatched the yeah. end of this movie, which is based on a series of graphic novels. Um, and it's a coupling that normally mm. I am an UG when someone says <laughs> either God. of these characters' what names. My brain goes, ugh. But then I was like, maybe I ship it just the end. So then I watch the end and I'll tell you why I don't ship it. These characters are Scott Pilgrim I knew and it. Ramona Flowers. <laughs> okay, so I am a defender of this story. I think the story is very good. Mm-hmm. I think it it shows two like fucked up people <laughs> in their early 20s trying to figure it out and the kind of insecurities and bullshit that they go through, right? Like that's all valid. But I've never shipped it. Because I don't think it's really, I don't know that they're ever in the right place for each other. And I think Scott still has work to do on himself at the end. Um, well, and isn't that also what like the movie posits too? Yes, but I was trying to hold on to the image of the two of them walking into the future. So I was like, I'll rewatch the ending, see if I ship it. Um, and I forgot that he gets back together with Knives Chow, which, and that the last thing he says to her in the movie is Chow Knives. Oof. So yeah. cute. No, oh, he's so cute. That's not cute. She, it's like her name how it would appear on her library card. Which okay. of course is issued by her high school, which she still goes to. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so he bre- and even there Oh God. So essentially Ramona's like, thanks for fighting everybody. Oh, and also I had forgotten, and this is partially because I think more recently I've because the movie came out before the final book came out and i don't think this is how the book ended but it's kind of a cop out the final fight in the movie it's like scott versus nega scott and yeah. they mm-hmm. go into a room and then they leave being like friends and not having so like scott isn't actually dealing with any of his problems he's like yeah i'll just i'm gonna have brunch with him he's a pretty good guy and it's like no yeah. scott sucks scott you should fight nega scott hard <laughs> he's selfish and rude and mean or maybe you need to understand what motivates Negus Scott and treat him with love and compassion to make him change the ways. Scott's problem he... is not that he doesn't get enough love and compassion in the world. He doesn't he can... love himself. That's his problem. That's the Negus Scott. You, if you become friends with the Negus Scott, it's not saying that Negus Scott is okay and good. It's saying we need to address what's going on with the Negus Scott. Yeah, right, you can't but... just fight it all away. Yeah, do sure, you want to be a man, Logie? Like, you want to just friends. fight those bad feelings? Punch them? You're right. You don't have to f- punch them. But <laughs> to act like you're just going to be cool with them is not the same as working on yourself. No, but that's what the brunch is for. Yeah, and that's what no, the No, he has the no time, intention to work himself with that brunch. He says, that guy's a cool guy. I'm going to hang out with him. That's what he says. He does not say, like, that guy needs therapy so we're gonna talk that it guy out. is him agreed <laughs> he's spending time with the dark side of himself i feel like that it's it's clear i think the movie makes clear that he's working on himself except i that, agree oh my god i do i, thought I have that, not I, seen I, this I, movie okay. this is a huge like gap in my <laughs> cultural so Sorry, i'm just Kelly. kind of like okay I, I literally just went into my notes and and typed 
watch Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, please watch it. <laughs> so it is totally I can, I, like a good movie, a worthwhile movie. I think super that fun. The, and like I said, great soundtrack. Just, and I don't. And Ramona Flowers is like a really interesting like deconstruction and reconstruction or hyper construction of a manic pixie dream girl. It's like really like it's all good. Um, I just feel like Scott still doesn't own his like I wish that he had just like if he and Nega Scott had like morphed into one person I don't know it's externalizing shittiness into a separate being isn't really appropriate because Scott is shitty and I don't think that the movie did that effectively but maybe I'll rewatch the whole thing not just the last 10 minutes Um, I'll rewatch the whole thing that movie's great (laughs) okay it's a good movie but anyway so I did think I shipped it then I watched the end and I kind of still don't ship it I like the imagery of the two of okay so anyways They've broken up. It's a whole thing. He fought all her evil exes, whatever. And then she's like, you know what? You're the nicest guy I ever dated. He's like, that's not, that's pretty sad. She's like, yeah, it is. And then she goes to leave and like, be like, I, I need to start a new chapter. And he's like, uh, let's try it again together. And they go off. And so I thought I shipped it, but I don't, I don't wholeheartedly ship it, especially because I remembered a story that I love and I ship that's face the music related. And I can't remember. If we've talked about this one, I may have because I'm obsessed with it, but I couldn't find it in any of the episode descriptions. Um, and I've kind of had a rebirth with my love of it because I found a supercut on YouTube that I've watched a few times during quarantine. It's from the movie 10 Years, and it's the characters Reeves and Elise, um, and it's Oscar Isaac and Kate Mara. Is this ringing bells with you guys? No, but I like that. Okay. So let me tell you about it. Tell us. So 10 Years is. Uh, one of those like multi storyline uh, movies like Can't Hardly Wait or Love Actually or whatever. But it takes place on one night and it's a 10 year high school reunion. Um, and there's lots of storylines. Channing Tatum is in it. Rosario Dawson, Chris Pratt, Ari Grainer, a bunch of people. Anthony Mackie's in it. Like a bunch of people are in it. Justin this- Long. Justin Long. Yeah, he's like a main guy. I totally forgot him. He's not. He doesn't ever talk to <laughs> Oscar Isaac or Kate Mara. Those are the two characters I watch in the 21-minute supercut of, of them. So that's what I remember. Um, but the storyline is this guy, Reeves, um, he's a touring musician. Um, he's got a big hit called Never Had, and like a song. Um, and he comes back for his high school reunion. And he kind of zeroes in on or like starts talking to this girl, Elise, that he had physics class with and that he knew in high school, but, like, they didn't really keep in touch, and so he kind of is catching up with her. And it's clear, and he's Oscar Isaac, right? So he's, like, very good at being attracted to people. Um, And so he, like, zero... Wait, good at being attracted to people or good at being attractive to people? Oh, he does both very well. Yes, I, I got at... what you were paying. Uh, yeah, and, like... I got what you were saying. And, guys, if you watch this, you will be like, yes, Ryan's right. He's very good at being attracted to people. Like... I mean, watch Force Awakens. That yes, is Force the Awakens. Best He's also okay. anyone's ever been attracted to anyone. Yes, and it's and I think that it, it hit. Okay, one, it's sort of a hometown love, right? Because they're coming, like it's a ten year reunion. Yeah. So I like that part. Oh my god, it's so cute. So he <laughs> is like famous now, but he is still kind of awkward with her because he kind of because it's that vulnerability of this person that he had such a crush on. It's adorable. So at one point, and people keep walking up to him and asking for autographs and stuff. And he's like, yeah, and he's nice, but he's he just wants to talk to Elise. And it like his opening line to her, and again, probably if this wasn't Oscar Isaac and Kate Mara, it might not work, but it does. He's like, 
here's three bucks. And she's like, what? He's like, three bucks. I borrowed them from you uh, in physics class in your year. And I just, I feel bad. I never paid you back. Inflation. <laughs> Sorry. And interest. And, and interest. interest. And round well, off those pennies. Yeah. There's a lot it's of- It's $7 <laughs> now. It's so cute though. Okay. So then, um, then he's like, I'll just, I'm, I'm, I'll do it quick, but I could tell you every second because I did just rewatch it. It's very good. <laughs> but then he's like, uh, someone else comes up and asks for an autograph and is like, the song never had like changed my life. And he's like, I'm so glad. And she's like, not just because like, I know you, but like, just it's, it's meaningful. And he's like, thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, and he like looks at Elise and he's like, uh, you want to go outside and smoke? And she's like, yeah. And so they go outside and he doesn't smoke. He just knows she smokes or remembers uh, that she did in high school. That's cute. And he, and he like brought a lighter. He lights her cigarette for her. It's very cute. Oh, that's cute. Um, he's just very, he's very cute. And okay. on top of that, it's Oscar Isaac. So I mean, what are you going to do? Exactly. And then he's like, he asks about her like high school boyfriend and she's like, yeah, that didn't last or whatever. And, um, whatever. They're very cute. He like, remember, he has all these, he remembers her. Like he, and she remembers him, but he's like, yeah, I remember you used to wear those like yellow shoes all the time. And she's like, yeah, that's weird that you remember that. But yeah, uh, they were my favorite shoes, whatever. So then. They go to the after party, um, which is at like some dive bar in town. And there's a karaoke machine and someone puts on his song Never Had on the karaoke machine. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he first and she's like, I would love to hear you sing. And he's like, no. Oh, by the way. Oh, sorry. I didn't tell you. She's never heard the song. Of course not. (gasps) Of course not. That's that's the the good part of it, though. If she had already heard the song, she would know that it's about her. She would. Okay, so then he's like. She's and so he's like I don't know and they're like in a booth talking and he's like I don't know and she's like no I really like she puts her hand on his hand and she's like I'd really love to hear you sing like I'd love to hear the song I'm I feel bad that I haven't heard it before like pl- please sing the song so he gets up and at first he starts to sing the karaoke track and he's like no can't do that and he goes in <laughs> someone has a guitar because it's a movie and mm-hmm. he gets the guitar and he just he just does an acoustic version I've never had which as Patrick says is about her it mentions her little yellow shoes. It's all about how he like had this like when he he's been around the world. He's had all these experiences. But like this person that he never dated is this person that like he thinks of from time to time, whatever. Um, And I guess time to time, whatever he (laughs) likes. He's carrying a torch. (laughs) Um, It's very cute. And so when she he says the yellow shoes thing, she like her face is like, well, and of course, it's Kate Mara. She's very good. There's no lines, but you can see it on her face. And then he comes back and he sits on her side of the booth and he's like, so, <laughs> so, and she's like, yeah, so you really didn't forget me. And he's like, yeah, did you forget me? And she's like, no, I mean, and then she like talks about this time where they like almost hooked up, but they didn't because she had a boyfriend and she has a boyfriend now and da da da. But it's like so cute. And then they go outside and hook up. Um, uh, but it's on the hood oh. of an Escalade. Really? No, in, no, I don't know. I just added that part. Her SUV, I think. Oh, inside the Escalade. Oh, yeah. inside, inside. <laughs> They're adults now. Yeah, yeah. But it's so cute, and I rewatched it right before this. And I, guys, it's it's really cute. So I recommend it. Uh, look up Ten Years Reeves and Elise on YouTube. It's twenty minutes long. How's Ryan, the rest of the movie? Literally, so many. I, so I have this little like notes thing of like movies that I want to remember to watch, yeah. and so many are from ships that you've talked about Aww. that I have not seen movies. Yeah, 
Well, some of them, if it's just a ship, you could just watch the supercut. Um, <laughs> for this movie, the rest of the movie is good. A lot of the other storylines are sad. Oh. Because life isn't always what you yeah. expect. Like, so, like, the Channing Tatum storyline is good. It's him and he, he was, like, big man on campus, obviously. You can't cast Channing no, Tatum as no, a former yeah. nerd. Um, but, like, he was, like, prom king with Rosario Dawson was prom queen. But now they've both kind of you know, whatever. It's been 10 years since high school. They're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, he feels awkward about seeing her and she's like, why do you feel awkward? We're adults who used to like, yeah, it's nothing. Get over it. But it's uh. still like, but even that is sad that he is like thinking it's going to be a thing and she's like, it's not. A, it's like, like yeah, a, I used what's to love you, but in high school. Don Draper, like, I don't think about you at all. But not in a mean way. More <laughs> no, just like, oh no. my God, I haven't thought about you in years. Which is worse. No. Way worse. Because it's like, Ron oh, Livingston. yeah. Oh no. Anyway, it's so the movie is worth seeing, but this is the only storyline that is purely just like very cute and will make you happy. The other storylines are like, you know, life isn't what you expected it to be. One scene, this, these boys try to like hook up with like the hottest girl in school, but then it becomes clear like she has kids and her mom helps take care of them and she like doesn't have a very good job and she's very sad in her life. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, well. I hope your life gets better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like most and like Chris Pratt gets super drunk and his wife is like, Ugh, over oh, that. no. Ugh. Yeah. So in general, it's not a feel. Go- I mean, it's yeah. In general, it's a more of a mixed bag. So the movie's worth seeing. But if you want the hit of dopamine from cuteness, just watch Oscar. Isaac just watch that super cut. Is Oscar Isaac our Burt Reynolds? Yeah. Mm, yes. Like, so full of charisma, so handsome. I think, although, here's what I'm going to say. I think he's objectively more handsome than Burt Reynolds was at his prime, though. Agree. Burt Reynolds is kind of weird looking. I I could not disagree more. Burt Reynolds is so attractive. Really? Okay, but I'm sorry. We were comparing him to Oscar Isaac. Both attractive. I mean, tastes, right? Different tastes. I think Burt Reynolds, and I never used to like him. I think Burt Reynolds looks more like he would goose someone without consent and then smile and laugh. After <laughs> oh my god! I think hey there's guys. actually a scene of smoking. <laughs> Two in the relationships. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.